0: I want to make continue to make a case for the word of God. A case for God's word. And I think what's happening today is that believers don't know the word of God. Many things, many times you hear people speak, they're speaking from their opinion. God's not going to confirm your opinion. God's not going to confirm my opinion. Many times the opinions of men will bring fear into your heart. I stay with the word of God. I stay with God's word. That's what's giving me confidence in life. So I've got nothing to prove to anybody because I believe the word. I know what the Word says by God's grace. I know some some parts that God has opened my eyes to. And there are other things I need to know from the Word as well. Let me read this to you. The title of the message is Drunk with the Word. To be drunk with the Word of God. Ephesians 5 verse 18 says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Wine is also a spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, but be drunk with the Spirit. So God's telling you and I, if you want to live for God on the earth, you have to be drunk with the Spirit. Be drunk with the Spirit of God. How do you do that? How can you get drunk with the Spirit of God? If you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, then you're filled. You need to be filled again. How do you get these things accomplished? How do I get filled with the Spirit? How do I get drunk with the Spirit? John chapter 6 verse 63 tells us this. It is the Spirit that gives life. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. It is the spirit who gives life. And we're talking about life in every area of life. Your finances, your marriage, that's part of life. Your health, every area of life. Your children... All of it. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. You can't get any profit from the flesh. But you can always profit from the spirit of God. That's what the Bible is saying. But then Jesus says his word is the spirit that gives life. The words that I speak, his words are spirit and life. Both of them combined. You get both. When you got the word of God. So when you have the word of God, you have the spirit of life. When you have the word of God, you can make it. So the more of God you have in you, the more life, the way God sees life you have in you. The less of it you have, the less of divine life you have in your life. I know a lot of people don't study the scriptures. I'm becoming very aware of it. Some people don't even know Old Testament stories. You haven't spent time with the Word. We've got to know the Word. You'll be deceived if you don't know the Word. You'll work leaning on your own understanding if you don't know the Word. You can't have faith without the Word you need the word it is the word colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says let let that means it's your responsibility let the word of god dwell in you richly you let it with all wisdom not just having the word of god living in you but let it dwell in you with all wisdom wisdom is the ability to use knowledge so knowing the word of god is one thing but understanding the word of god so that you can apply the word to change things in your life that's what is important but you have to let it be let the word of god dwell in you richly in other words fill your life with the word of god You see, a drunk man is under the influence of alcohol. A man who is drunk with alcohol is under the influence of alcohol. He is never the same man when he's drunk. He's never the same person. He is under the influence. If he is the same person then he's not yet drunk. He may have had a few drinks, but he's not drunk yet. Because until you are full of wine, you don't come under his influence. It's the same way. Until you are full of the word, you never will come under the influence of the word. It's the word that changes all things. So we have to know the word. We have to be filled with the word. Until you are drunk with the word, you don't come under its influence. A drunk man will always speak his mind. Hello? Whether you like what he's saying or not doesn't matter to him, he's going to speak his mind. You can criticize him all you want. He doesn't care. You can even curse his parents out. He'll thank you for it. Doesn't care. When you are drunk with the word of God, you don't care. People's opinions don't matter. You stay with the word. You have no reputation to defend. Jesus was made a man without reputation. Remember? He made himself of no reputation. He was the word of God. Can you believe this? Jesus' brothers didn't believe in him. Did you know that? He knew it. Did they bother him? Absolutely not. They didn't stop what he was doing. He didn't hate them. He just did what God told him to do. Let me let you know this. And we're going to read the scriptures and then I'll bring it in context here. He says in Matthew chapter 17 verse 20, Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. It will move. It will move. You will say, not may say, you will say, when you have faith, you will say to this mountain to move and it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. Nothing will be impossible to you. I used to think of this scripture in a different way. But let me tell you this. If you don't have faith, you're not going to be speaking to any mountain. You won't be speaking at all. If you don't have faith in God, and your your stomach is hurting you, and you believe in healing, uh, you won't be speaking to your, your stomach. That would be crazy. That's the farthest thing from your mind. Jesus said to speak to a mountain. That won't cross your mind until there is faith in your heart. You only speak what's in your heart. You only speak what is inside. You can't speak what's not there. There is no faith. There is no way you speak to it. It's not there. Jesus tells us, he says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You won't speak. The word is not there. There is no faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If the word of God is not there, you're not speaking to anything. You need faith to speak. Otherwise you're going to be afraid. You're going to be afraid. You see a crippled man walking in, and they are telling you pray. You would like to pray real quietly, silently, so nobody hears. What's going on? Because... It's not there. You only speak what is inside of you. When a man is drunk, he can continue to say the same thing over and over again, right? Doesn't care. We have to allow the Word of God to take over our lives. Otherwise we'll never see the miraculous. The less of the word you have in you, the less of the supernatural you have in your life, in every area of life. The more of the word you have in you with understanding, the more of God you will see in your life. The more of the presence you will see in your life. When things come against you, the Holy Spirit will begin to take those words that you have stored inside of you to tell you, no, I know the doctor said this, I know they are saying that, but I know what I know is inside of me and the word makes you supernatural. That's why Jesus said, nothing shall be impossible with you because you have the word in you. The word of God says, Jesus himself saying this, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, if you are full of my word, you shall say to this mountain, you ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. That's what Jesus said. But unless this word is there, if you abide in me, if you are a Christian and you are staying in Christ and his word is in your heart, Jesus said you can ask anything and it will be done. So it's the Word. We need to go back to the Word. We need to study the Word. We need to know the Scriptures. We need to know the Scriptures so that we don't get deceived. So that Satan doesn't deceive us. He's the enemy. We need to know the Word. You can't continue to be a child. Wake up, spend time with the Word. Let God give you understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit to explain this thing to me. Please explain this thing to me. Don't make sense to me. And watch the Holy Spirit teach you things. But when the Holy Spirit teaches you a thing, He builds faith in you and you can't wait. You see, when you are drunk, you just let it hell all anger there. You can't wait to demonstrate what's happening is, what you are full of. You can't wait, you got to do it. You got to do it because the Holy Spirit keeps saying, "Ah, you're full of this stuff. Go and share it with the people. You got to see it. You got to let the Word take its place. Sometimes I joke with people, and, and I say, you're a Christian. Look, look. You studied everything else. The most important thing in life, you won't even look at. You know so much about different things in the world. This is the most important book and knowledge in the world. This is the knowledge that can change your life. And you spend very little time with it. You hardly know what is in there. Sometimes I joke with people, have you heard the name Ahitophel? Have you heard the name it's in the Bible there. We have to get this thing. Some of us don't even know the stories of the Old Testament. I'm wondering today if people really know the story of Samson. You think everybody know. Ask. You may be shocked. You only go where your treasure is that's what jesus said if this book is important to you how come you don't know it you don't know it, just a little bit of it what's going on here if this is the road map to life how come you're not studying it if you don't know it that means you've been wondering in the wilderness for a long time when are you going to get back home we have to know the book i don't know everything that's in the book But if I hear hear something new, I go study this. I'm being very frank with you today. We've got to know the book. Let me tell you this. God cannot do anything apart from His Word. God cannot bless you apart from His Word. The Word is the blessing. God cannot put your family together... Apart from His Word. God cannot bless you financially apart from His Word. Everything that God does, He does through His Word. God doesn't know how to do anything apart from His Word. And the Bible is very clear. In the beginning was the Word. That's the first thing that existed. The very Word of God was the very first thing in all the universe. Does that not tell you something about the word? If that's the first thing in existence, the whole universe, the very first thing was the word. In the beginning was the word. I've got to know that word. If I want to know the secret of the universe, I've got to know his word. And I'm coming to this. David said, your word has made me wiser than all of my enemies because they're always around. The devil is always around, but if you know the word of God, he cannot touch you. I go and can't touch this. <laughs> when you know the word of God, no one can make you afraid. No one. Because you know the word of God. God has exalted his, his word... You know, the Hebrew men could not say the name of God. They don't say it. They were not permitted though. It would be blasphemy in the in the time in their time to actually say the name of God. They never said it. They have something else for it. But then God's revealing to us in the scriptures. In Psalm 138 verse 2, he says, God has magnified His word above all of His name. God has magnified, that's the last part of it, God has magnified His word above all His name. So if God has magnified His word, in other words, God has said, Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Right? Because he will not hold you guiltless. That's the name of the Lord your God. But now, God's saying, my word is even bigger than that. That's what he's saying. The word of God came to us in human flesh. Wrapped in human flesh. John chapter 1. Verse 14. He came, the wor- and the word was made flesh, and the word dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Jesus was God, the word of God, in the beginning was the word. He was the word of God in human flesh. If God's going to do anything for mankind, he's got to send his word. It's always his word. Psalm 107 verse 20, God sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destruction. God will always send His Word. If God's going to do something in your life, the first thing He'll do is to give you His Word. Because that's where the healing is. God cannot bless except through His Word. So God has magnified His Word above all His name. Jesus was the word of God in human flesh that God sent. When He healed Lazarus, that was the word of God wrapped in human flesh. I mean, when He raised Lazarus from the dead, that was the word of God wrapped in human flesh that raised Lazarus from the dead. It was the word of God. God, the word of God in human flesh. When Jesus had compassion on the multitude and healed the multitude, that was the Word of God wrapped in human flesh, reaching out. God doesn't know how to do anything except through His Word. The more of His Word you have in you, the more of life you have in you. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. If you have the Word of God, you have life. Fear disappears. When you have the Word of God, everything that's evil will disappear. They can't live together. Goodness and badness can't be together. It's not going to be. When you got the word of God, you can't have light. The word of God is the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. What he was saying, the word of God, wrapped in human flesh, is the light of the world. You get the word in you, you can never be in darkness. When you are in darkness, you fear. There is uncertainty. There's wondering. You you lose your way. You don't know where you're going. But when you have the light of God, the word of God, there's nothing like that. It is the word. It's not going to church, even though going to church is important. Praying is important. But that prayer must be born out of the word of God. Many times we are praying in unbelief. Because we don't know the word. It is the word of God. That's what must be exalted. If God has exalted his word above his name, what do you want to do in your life? Would you do the same? Wouldn't you want to do the same? God did that. He's magnified his word above all of his name. Why don't you try that and see what he'll do for you? Why did you think he revealed that to us? For himself? No, for us. So we know that if we magnify the word of God, then unusual things, supernatural things will happen in our lives. You're going through a difficult time now. Get the word of God and begin to enlighten yourself through the word of God. When Jesus was killed, that was the word of God. When he was hanging there, that was the word of God wrapped in human flesh. That's the only way you could kill. The Word of God, when He's human. Hello? That's the only way. Jesus was the Word of God. You can't deny that. He died on the cross. And He's death. Whenever you take in the Word of God, He'll respond. The Word is going to respond. You kill Him, <laughs> He's coming back alive to give life to everyone that has put, put the Word into their heart. Hello? You can't kill the word of life. The word of God, you can't kill it. He was subject to that so that when he comes back, I'm going to say it again, and you embrace that word into your life, you'll never die. You'll never die. That word will bring you up on the last day with a glorified body. That word of God. You know, you can't beat the word of God He'll respond with healing. Hello? By his stripes, we were healed. You can't beat the word of God. You take the word of God and fight back. And when you have the word of God in you, and something is coming against that word of God, the word of God in you fights back with healing. You can't whip the word of God. He tolerated it, but it was for our healing. He responded, for everyone who takes in the word of God, you get healed. Notice in the the Old Testament, um, Exodus chapter 17, God spoke to Moses, he said, I want you to strike that rock. You remember that rock? And the Bible tells us that rock was Christ. You can only strike him once moses made a mistake of striping him a second time and god said no the second time you don't need to stripe, all you need to do is speak to this rock because he's been striped once you striped him at that point water and refreshing came out and right after that you don't you can still go back to the rock When you have trouble, but not to strap him, eh, all you have to do is speak. Amen. Amen. Speak. Speak. And the Word of God will respond. The Word of God will respond with water for refreshing. That's why I believe on this day, uh, on the 12th or 14th, we're having our healing service. Uh, It has nothing to do with Pastor. Has everything to do with this stripe. Striping the word of God. That was a mistake Satan made. A big mistake he made. So that everyone who believes can be healed. God never does anything apart from his word. I'm going to share with you seven names of God. Uh, that God calls his word. Seven names of the word of God. I'm going to share with you. I was able to come up with seven this time. <laughs> Amen. It's a preacher's thing. Seven names of the word of God. And share with you what the word of God will do for us. In preparation for our healing service. And to encourage you to go back to the word of God. And be studying the word of God yourself. The word of God is called the law of the Lord. Or the commandments of the Lord. That's the way it was called in the Old Testament. The law of the Lord. Or the commandments of the Lord. And in Psalm 119 verse 98. It says you, that's God, through your word. Your commandments, through your word. Make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Let me see your hand up if you don't have any problem this morning. If you raise your hand, I'll call you. How long have you been lying? (laughs) No kidding. Our troubles are over with us. Right? Right? But the Word of God is saying, through God's Word, God can make you wiser than all your enemies. Financial difficulty is an enemy. Sickness is an enemy. Trouble in the home, husband and wife, that's an enemy. A sick child, that's an enemy. We have a lot of enemies. David said, they are always here with me. They are always there. But God, through your word, through knowing your word, you have made me wiser than all of them. I know how to handle them. That's what he's saying. They are always there, but I know how to handle them. I can live with them. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You're not scared of him. You are enjoying yourself and if one shows up, oh, it's you. Okay. And you you keep eating and enjoying yourself before the Father. You have nothing to fear. But we got to know God's word. I'm going to stop here because of time. It's so important. I, I deliberately, by the grace of God, I'm going this way. Because I'm beginning to find out Christians are not studying the scriptures. Once you get born again, start reading. It's good to read about the scriptures, but you first need to know the scriptures. I'm going to tell everyone here, go through the book of John. Tell chapter by chapter. This weekend, my wife and I, we went through just listening to them. You have every opportunity now. I've got to let you know this. The Word of God, even if you don't think something is happening, just by listening, God's cleansing you. I submit to that. That's the way I humble myself before God. Amen? By listening to His Word, what He's saying. I humble myself. And the Bible says if you humble yourself before God, who is God? His word, right? He's going to lift you. So as I humble myself, I'm expecting His lifting. God's going to lift me. Study the book of John. No what's in chapter 1. No words in chapter 2. No words in chapter 3. That's the gospel. No what's in chapter 4. What is the story there in chapter 4? What's the story there in chapter 5? What's the story there in chapter 6? And chapter 7, chapter 8. What's the story there? I got to know these things. I've got to know it. It's the word of my father. It's the word of life. I've got to know this. What's in Matthew chapter 1? What's in Romans? I've got to know these things. You only have this one time to know God's word. The more you know of His word, the more of God you know. Because God and His word are one and the same. There's no difference. Not just quoting it like a parrot, but knowing it in your heart. Let the word of God dwell in you richly with all wisdom. That means I understand what he's saying. And I've got the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the word of God. No man comes to the Father except through the word. Jesus is the Word. No man. Your opinion is not going to get you there. The truth, that's what sets us free. It's the Word. The life is the Word. Amen? So we got to know the Word. I'm going to challenge you today. Maybe the reason why you don't feel God's presence in your life and there's so much uncertainty and you're so afraid, you haven't been in the Word. Start reading. Start reading. I'm talking to you as a pastor today. Start praying. Spend some time. Find some time to pray. Find some time to pray. I can pray in tongues real loud and I'm quiet and then things start coming into my head from the scriptures. Things that I've never heard from anybody. Don't make me feel better than anybody else. But it gives me confidence that God is at work in my life. This is not a game. This is about living for God. Amen? Amen. You're here this morning and you want all of God in your life? Would you put your hand up, please? All of God. If you want all of God. All of God in you. All of God in you. And make sure you mean it. Those of you that say, look, I have made a mistake. I've been so far from God. I want to get closer to God. Why don't you come up here? Come up here. This is serious business now. I know God, but I've been so far from him. I'm not doing what he wants me to do. I really want to start doing that. Would you stand up and come, not be afraid, and put the devil to shame right now? Sometimes we don't humble ourselves before God. You can put the devil to shame and watch him do God do something new in your life. Amen. I believe there's one person left. You can sit put or you can come. God knows you. I'm gonna give you some time. Would you stand up and come back here, please? Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. It's serious business. I'm going to encourage you, every one of you here today, just one thing. God's going to speak to you. You are not any less than anyone sitting there or The one standing here. We are all together in this. Amen? But you honor God this morning. And God's going to honor you. I know some of us have already read John. But I want you to read it again. Amen? And I'm going to say to you today, God's going to give you so much understanding from that book, you will will amaze yourself. Another thing. Never plan. Get a pad. Write whatever God is showing you down. Amen? You're going to do that? We're going to do that? That's important. Write down and see what God will say to you. Stretch your hands towards this here. They are not less. They're just being, they want more of God. That's what it is. They just want more of Jesus. More of Jesus. Father God, I want to thank you. For these, oh God, that are searching. And they just want more. They just want more. And Lord, I align myself with them as well. Lord, I want more of you. There's more of Jesus, more of Jesus, more of Jesus, more of Jesus. I just want more of Jesus and the word of God in my heart. more understanding, more love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray for them. And whatever your heart desires, let it be fulfilled. Let it be granted. Thank you, Father, for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's all I would say to you. I believe God has heard us. We don't have to be dramatic. He was here with us. He's here with us. He saw you, and he's heard you. Amen please be seated and go in peace and everything desire you have in your heart, God will grant it. In Jesus' name. Amen. I gonna say this to you. If you made a commitment to Christ for the first time, we have the decision, my decision today, this connection card. Please check it. I want to send you something in the mail. Or You say, I want to get serious with God. Put there, I want to get serious. There's one that says, I'm renewing my commitment to God. You can check that. And I'm going to send you some uh, books in the mail. Read little books. Read them. Your life will not be the same. We selected those books purposely. Because they will teach you to walk with God. He's serious. We're on our way to heaven. The road is narrow. Only few find it. I'm always aware of this. And I don't have to fight with anybody. It's your decision. I'm going there. I want you to go with me. Every one of us. Amen? That's what it's all about. Check this out. Sometimes I think people are not serious. They give their lives to God, but they're not making any effort. You've got to know Him. When you become a Christian, you're a baby. I was a baby once. I didn't put away childish things. There were a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't even know the word type. I asked my pastor, "What do you mean? What's that?" Never heard the word before. He laughed, and he taught me what to do, and I started doing it. There are a lot that we need to know. Amen. So check it. I'm going to send something in the mail for you. Stay with this. Read John. We need to grow. We really need to grow until the Word of God dwells in us. Some of these seats will be empty. But as you grow, when you become mature, it's time to give birth. Amen? That's what we're going to do. Very deliberate. So check it and put it in the offering. We're going to take our offering. You know, specifically, I mean, uh, say without a doubt, our church is a very giving church.